0: Shalom, friends. You're listening to the Gamut of Solomon podcast with me, Solomon Ezra Berezin. For more information on blogs, podcasts, and other stuff, you can check out my website, keepitkeepa.wixsite.com slash Solomon Ezra. Thanks. Hope you guys enjoy. When I ask myself what it is I truly love about basketball, And i sat and meditated with that question i came almost instantly with the intuitive answer that what i'm truly passionate about is holistic health and the training and being in the zone and to me that's living life optimally and in the best way where we're living healthier and to our full potential and i would notice different throughout the years of basketball that Uh, After training or some practice that maybe didn't go so well, or there was some injury here or there, that my attitude started to get a little more intense. And luckily, I became aware over the years that it was affecting other things like school, relationships, and just how I was feeling. When I recently thought about this, and then reached out to Howard Bowens, my guest today, I was reluctant For one, that he was so willing to take the time and speak with me, and two, that he had a similar experience with football, and that's how he got into holistic health. And it's truly passionate and amazing story, and I'm so happy that I got the time to talk to him and similar um, people that we listen to and how we grow our knowledge in health and wellness. And now a little message from today's sponsor. <coughs> Big shout out to that sponsor. Thank you very much. Now back to the show. Howard Bowens III, at Body by Bowens on Instagram and his website bodybybowens.com, is a health and wellness coach and founder of Body by Bowens, where his focus is on improving the balance between spirit, mind, and body in a whole holistic view. And how he helps harness that for his clients and himself. He's a certified personal trainer and nutritionist who specializes in corrective exercises, and who really has a strong intention and gift to share with this world. I hope you enjoy. I'm here with new friend and a mentor of sorts, Body by Bowens is his Instagram name, and he is Howard Bowen's "The Third Right. Yep, we're third, doing
1: man. Third time's a charm, that's what they say. <laughs>
0: third time's the charm. Man, how are you?
1: Doing well, man. Just yeah. um in the Chicago area. Um, just kinda going about my typical day. Um, just kind of traveling around town a little bit, just helping people with their movement.
0: Nice, nice. So for those listening, Howard is a uh, a I would like to say like a, a functional kind of trainer. You help with not just movement, but also your nutrition, you can uh, advising and different type of stuff as well. And what what it caught my attention when I was like, uh, checking out your page, when I got connected to you, and then started reaching out is, is that you're doing a lot of things that I would put uh, am in the process of getting to uh, helping with not just uh, body movement and the physical aspect of of people and training, but the nutrition and in how it also affects uh, our soul and our spirit and just living a better a better life.
1: Absolutely, man. I mean, you know, my spirituality is is very big with uh, you know my my decisions I make and the beliefs that I have. Um, you know, working with people physically, um, you're never really working with someone with just one aspect. So you know you how you treat people you know helping to harness others spirituality and whatnot um, is is very helpful for your health i mean there's if you want the science behind it you can you can google um, you know studies on um, spirituality and health and there's actually a positive correlation between um, you know the amount of spirituality someone says they might have and then their their uh, general feeling of well-being so that i mean it's a big part of things um so how we treat people Matters, um, and then you know we're sticking to health, nutrition, lifestyle choices, along with physical movement um, and stress management are all one. You know, they're all part of one big, uh, you know, healthy individual. Um, it's, it, one's not separate from another. So,
0: yeah, for sure. So what's uh, what's a typical day in the life of uh, the lucky number three? <laughs>
1: Oh man, Um, you know, normally I'm up in the morning. Hopefully, I can catch my. I have an eight-month-old daughter, Mm -hmm. and she is just so funny, man. She's she's just the best. Um, So hopefully, I can catch her in the morning if she's up, um, and you know, see my wife and kind of just say bye to them and then head off. And um, I usually start work pretty early, so like five or six a.m. And you know, try to get you know, as, as many people as I can and just give myself some time to really prepare for people. Um, but, you know, just just really meeting with people, asking, you know, how they're feeling and helping them from there. It's it's a really, really great, I don't even want to call it a job. It's a really great thing for me to do on a daily basis, man, is to, is to come in and, and talk to people. And, you know, a lot of my clients are, are really friends of mine. So, that's awesome. You know, I come in and we talk about their life. They they maybe tell me a couple of things they want to work on. You know, we've already gone over their goals and whatnot at that point, and we just
0: kind of have our time together where we're we're trying to reach their goals. So it's it's, it's nice. How how did you get into uh, training and fitness and the whole kind of holistic health kind of air industry?
1: Um. So this kind of like was a very personal thing for me. Um, it, Especially the holistic part of it, because you know, I I've been in uh, football for a lot of my life, um, so I was used to doing the physical training and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I never really you know had any mental training. You know, I never had any stress management strategies. Um, I didn't you know. So when I was going to train, I, I typically did the same things over and over again. You know, I was focusing on strength, I was focusing on intensity, intensity, intensity. And, you know, I started noticing that my behavior overall just started to become more intense and uh, because I was training my nervous system really to be, you know, very, very, very active. And so um, really it got to a point in my life where even though I was working out all the time and, you know, I was a trainer and I was working in corporate wellness, I was starting to get unhappy and I was starting to feel very run down. And I wasn't getting the rest I needed. Um, I wasn't, um, you know, really focusing on the nutrition side. I was trying to out train it. Um, And I was just worried about me getting bigger and stronger. And I was kind of paying the price for it Um, physically. You know, my body was just getting really tired. And then, you know, I was starting to have symptoms like, you know, irregular heartbeat, um, you know, kind of dizzy spells and whatnot because I didn't understand the holistic uh, perspective, you know. Um, so, That's crazy. but you know, we talked about the Model Health podcast mm-hmm. um, that we were both kind of into that same podcast, and that was that was really what got me to start thinking about how all these other things um, play a huge part in, in someone's overall health and well being. So that was my big changing moment to get into more of the holistic uh, health approach.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's really interesting, and um, we spoke last time. We kind of. Um, had a little bit of a conversation that to be honest i was very I was re- reluctant i wasn't sure if i'd actually get a hold of you and you'd take time to speak with me so one thanks for that that's awesome. one thing i want to say i love about how just a whole generation and things are, are moving and that people are we're all caring more and that that's this what's important um one one kind of situation that because because we spoke last time about how I'm, I'm making a shift into getting more into that, because that's where my passions are as well. How did you really kind of get started? What, what's like a first step, you know, because I'll make a I'll make an intention like I want to help in and work in the holistic stuff because I know, like you said, when you started doing the different methods, how it started affecting just your life in general. And so when I asked myself like yeah oh, you got different options as far as certifications and maybe just going and doing some kind of side job just to earn money to get those but at the same time like what you were mentioning and what I listened from other mentors from is that corporate job or just something will take a lot of kind of energy out of you so and it's like you you kind of get stuck
1: yeah, and you definitely get stuck if you don't have a overall plan. And that's, you know, we were speaking before, I think really the most important thing is to think about where you want to end up in the long term, because this is a, it's a journey, man. And when you're talking about holistic health, you're talking about a lot of different fields. Um, and, you know, the difference between a certification in one field versus certification that covers all the fields is that. When you cover all the fields, you can't get into all the nitty gritty details uh, details of every field. I um, you kind of get a little bit of everything, um, and then you know after that to refine everything and to have better understanding, you still have to go into each individual field and start to learn more about that. And, you know, different books or you know people that you're mm-hmm. listening to. So there's a there's a lot of time that goes into it, um, and so you're not you're you're not always going to be able to get into your ideal situation from day one. Um, but at least if you have your ideal situation in mind, then you can plan as to, you know, the stepping stones that you're going to get there. So you know when I finally defined what I wanted to do, I knew I wanted to be an independent trainer. Um, but I also knew that I lacked experience because I was in corporate wellness. So I never had to go out and get people and do that business part of things and people were already there. Um, So, you know, my first step was, all right, I need to put myself in a position where I can understand the business part of it and how I'm going to get clients and how can I approach them. So I knew, so I joined, you know, um, Equinox, which was a, you know, a highly esteemed gym, especially for uh, providing information for their trainers and education for their trainers. Um, And that's what I wanted to do. So I, I joined Equinox. I knew it wasn't going to be a forever job, but I... I put my effort into it, so the my employer, you know, got all, all of me out of it, and then you know I got all I could out of the employer, and then you know when time came where I knew it was the right time to make a decision to leave, you know, I would make the decision to leave. So it wasn't a, you know it was a place that had its like yeah it was you know you have a boss they're telling you what to do they have an agenda they have things they like to do a certain way and that's understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know I knew that hey I need to follow the rules when I'm there do what I can to help the business. But at the same time, I remember my goal overall is to this ideal situation of me working in my own space and working with my people and being able to manage my people. And so, you know, I was able to slowly over time, over the next, say, three years, take the steps necessary to to be in the position I am now. And it's been great.
0: Did you have any prior, like before you went into Exos, did you have any prior kind of um, experience or like a degree what you said before that? Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, so physical education from uh, Kent State University, uh, BA. And um, I thought I wanted to come out and be a a PE teacher. Um, I was really unsure of what I wanted to do. I just know I didn't want to sit at a desk. That was kind of my thing. Um, And so part of my internship process for graduation was to, or part of my uh, graduation process was I needed an internship. Um, And so I joined the uh, Kent State strength conditioning program as an intern and um which, man, i was i was just blessed to have a, a amazing mentor um and his name's ryan gearhart he uh, is a coach uh, with the university of georgia now um with baseball and a couple other sports uh but he meant he really took the time to sit me down and kind of give me like hey you know do you want to just you know be an average coach or do you want to be a great coach and if you want to be a great coach you have to have standards for yourself you know so he would every week he would meet with me and like give me challenges and give me projects and like if i would do them you know not not if i didn't take a lot of time to do them he would he would tell me be like hey man listen this is okay this will pass but he's like always remember attention to detail like you're affecting people's lives and if you if you really want to affect their life you got to spend time to, to plan it out so he's like i know you could do better than this and he, he kind of instilled that that mindset into me early on and that's what kind of set my foundation after that i ended up uh seeing an opportunity with exos and i was very interested in in learning their processes and you know how how coaches work with the elite athletes and whatnot and i ended up making that shift and doing that through an internship and through a uh, eventually a job uh, in corporate wellness awesome it's nice
0: yeah it's nice to uh look back and and hear how how one thing moved to the other but it's uh as I'm sure you can relate once you're kind of one in in the middle it's sometimes it can get a little tricky and sticky yeah and so it's uh you just
1: have so many decisions to make you know it's yeah yeah yeah
0: it's like uh great wonderful opportunities all around and it's just uh for me it's been a challenge just making the first step because I'm I get wow it's actually just realize that but kind of get picky on where the first step is but then again yeah. they just realize that i don't think it matters as much so it's right cool. i mean
1: yeah you, you want it to be somewhat in line with your overarching goal but you just have to understand because the experience is lacking the options are are not always ideal and that's i mean in the fitness industry especially like I'm sure most people will tell you that's where they start in a not so fun job necessarily, but it it, it it works itself out as you go through.
0: And with that higher perspective that you're mentioning, that then it it it, it uh, kind of gives you the boost to go through and understand where you are. Right. Uh, Absolutely. So, how did were you in in any kind of tricky situation? Or that you had to get out of, and like any specific steps, or, or was that like what you're talking about? Basically, the making the shift from the corporate kind of job to um, to start training really was a big kind of pivotal challenge.
1: Yeah, that was that was a big pivotal challenge. Um, really, what happened was I started to understand that just training itself wasn't going to make me. It wasn't gonna be fulfilling for me. Um, I it needed to be a certain way, you know, and certain places, you know, they, they might ask you to be more of a cookie cutter, cutter coach and to discourage you from giving, you know, connecting with people or giving out a certain amount of advice or spending a certain amount of time with people. Um, so for me, um, in this corporate environment, I was starting to be asked to do a lot of things that I didn't, you know, I didn't become a coach to do. Like I was doing, I was being assigned to maintenance and I was being assigned to this and that. And, you know, whenever I had a new idea and I thought it would be great to share this or that, it, it, because it was a bigger company, um, there was a lot of no's. There was a lot of having to go through this and that and talk to this person and that person and for the simplest thing sometimes. Yeah. Um, and that was just very discouraging for me because I felt like I had a lot of ideas and a lot of things that I wanted to implement especially if you're trying to keep up with the latest in an industry, you know, a lot of times large companies don't come around to implementing those things until Mm -hmm. later on because they need data and they need an example of this and that. Um, and that just wasn't going to work for me. Um, so that was a time where I was like, okay, I'm unhappy here. I'm having these health issues. And I think it all is correlated because you're more likely to, you know, say gain weight or have health Mm -hmm. issues or, um, lose motivation when you're you feel like your purpose is not you're not living it necessarily um, and I knew there had to be a shift and that's kind of where I started to s- figure out exactly what I wanted and yeah. then start to just set the steps to get there and then're like, okay, it might take me however you know, it might take me five years it might take me ten years but at least if I'm taking the steps, I can say that I'm working towards something and that that really gave me a lot of motivation
0: yeah either do you like Asking yourself any specific questions that really help you be honest with yourself, like in in a situation like when you were at the, um, the other gym and you had kind of disagreements or like you said, it was kind of discouraging with going to uh, a boss or something. Um, is there any what kind of questions did you ask yourself to really kind of bring clarification that, yeah, it's it's time to to move on? that whatever is next is is much better
1: sure um one one of the things was okay am i being proactive I, am i just bringing up stuff or am i actually taking steps to get it done
0: funny no. funny you bring that up i just read uh in in tim Ferriss' book i'm reading the 4 hour work week and that was mm. i just read that this morning there was a question in there on that
1: yeah yeah and I think, I think that's great. It's called, you know, holding yourself accountable is huge, you know,
0: yeah.
1: and and I'm guilty of the same thing where I have in the past, you know, I've, I've gotten so frustrated about a thing and then I've had to say like, listen, what am I doing about it? Am I, am I doing anything about it? Because if I'm not, then I can't expect that thing to change. So, uh, but yeah, your, but step one for me was to reach out and to talk to the people in charge and say like, Hey, I have this idea and. Not only that, but I want to come to them with an already outline and in a way that I can put that into practice and to the point where all they have to do is give me approval, you know? Um, so I want to do everything I can in my power to, to set it up to succeed. And that's where the frustration set in because sometimes you're in a situation where you do everything in your power and set it up. And it, it, for you, it's like, all, right, all I need is that approval. but sometimes you don't get the approval and it's it's just for whatever reason it could be a thousand different reasons and once that starts to happen a couple times i start to say okay well i feel like maybe this energy and this organization would be better served either in another place or you know it'd be nice to have be in a position where i could just do it on my own and i don't have to have you know people's permission so um for sure though the the number one thing is, is taking responsibility on yourself to make sure that you're truly doing what you can to solve the problem and not just telling people there's a problem, you
0: know? Yeah, for sure. Nice. That helps a lot. With, uh, with that, I'd like to shift more into where your specialty is and, and how you transformed getting out of that situation to now. What I really like in watching what you're doing is you are you're treating each kind of person very specialized and asking them for their kind of needs or what they want, as opposed to always going to, uh, like a boss that you were mentioning.
1: Yeah, what, what, absolutely.
0: what kind of health practices are a must for you?
1: Um, so I specialize in, uh, the physical aspect of things, um, although I do talk a lot about how the other parts of health that are incorporated Mm -hmm. as well. Um, but for me, I want to understand how the body works, how the body reacts to stimulus. Um, and you know, what are the best things, you know, the question, what are the, what are the best things for people to do to live long, healthy lives physically? Um, and so I just, I, I put myself to the task of just really, really learning, um, past the point that's just gonna make me okay an okay trainer you know i I really want to know and that's because i had so many issues personally coming out of football and traditional lifting i was just so stiff man like I, i i started just feeling like over time i was just getting so stiff and i could hardly move and that was already impacting my quality of life um but once i started to change my perspective and read more um, about like say variation in movement, for instance, are um, postural assessments and um, understanding how your posture affects movements or understanding uh, your, the fascial system. It's a part of your, that, you know, has has a little bit to do with the muscular system, but is, is kind of a complete different system on its own. And it really affects our movement capability. Um, so understanding how that gets changed over time. Um, so as I was going through that myself, I saw, night and day change and my what i was able to do from a movement perspective now people consider me to be very say very flexible whereas before i could literally hardly move um but that that all came with having a better understanding with the body so when i when i have an approach with someone you know your body gives you so much it has it has a system built in to just send information to your brain to so that it can facilitate the things that you do most often um the movement patterns in the uh i guess the, the the capability the movement capability that you that you're involved in most often um just like a super easy example say someone who does the splits every day you know they're, they're constantly telling their body to hey we're going to need this the ability so your body facilitates you know the fascia and the musculature and whether it's lengthening the musculature and uh, improving the elasticity of the fascia, um, it's going to help to facilitate that movement because it knows that movement is important because you're sending the signal to your body every day. Um, so when we come to a lot of the physical disorders that we have. Um, a lot of the times it's based off of repetitive actions, like everyday actions, it could be how do you brush your teeth? It could be like, okay. how are you positioned brushing your teeth? It could be driving to work. How are you lifting the steering wheel? Which arm, you know, which, which side of the body are you carrying a bag on? Um, and you're always sending a signal Now we're creatures of habit. So we start getting into these like repetitive movements. Um, and it's your body literally starts to change around the movements that you're doing most often. Mm. And then we're, we're typically not challenging our squatting, you know, every day we're typically not, uh, challenging our locomotive skills, being able to run backwards or shuffle or reach as far as we can in one direction. So um, what I do is I typically try to get a lot of variation in that input, but first understanding the input that was already put in there. And you can understand that based off someone's posture, if you if you can understand how, how fascia works with posture. So when I look at someone, they walk in, I could typically see what parts of the body they've been using more often, what movements that they've been using more, most often, just because I've been studying that a
0: yeah. ton.
1: Um, and and so I can start to ask questions like, what's your lifestyle like? Are you always carrying a bag on this side? Are you doing this are you doing that? And my goal is to even those things out first. So, you know, if they're doing something so much on one side, that typically means the other side is lacking. So just in a very basic way, working that other side will help them rebalance their body. Um, and. They're going to be able to have better movement from that.
0: how, so. how do you use anything to measure, like um, how the improvement that they're making, or also just basing it on how the people are feeling?
1: Um, so sometimes I use, uh, so sometimes in very severe cases I can use like a, a grid system. They have like apps where you can take a picture of someone and oh, on a grid, and it can give you a better idea, you know, for taking the same spot as to where their posture is one point in time versus the other point in time, um, but that's very different also than actually doing a movement assessment.
0: So
1: um, there's a, a uh, company called the Gray Institute, um, and it is very engaged in understanding like uh, all the movements that the human body is capable of doing and why you would do certain movements. Uh, just to give you an example, they, they're like, okay, you have a squat that everyone's typically used to, just a normal squat. Obviously in everyday life when we're squatting down, we're not just squatting down in a perfect position, how we consider it perfect, just straight ahead. Sometimes you gotta squat and you gotta turn to the left, sometimes you gotta turn to the right, sometimes you gotta squat and you can reach up, sometimes you gotta reach down, um, sometimes your feet are staggered, sometimes you know, whatever it might be. All of those things are movements that your body is supposed to be able to do. So it's not wrong, it's just what situation um, would these come in handy and why would we do them? when would we do them and what would be appropriate, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of thing will, helps me to understand what someone's lacking. If I have somebody to do a squat, but then when they do a squat and they look to the left, all of a sudden they're, it's very challenging for them, but when they look to the right, it's not. Then I can gather data from there and say like, okay, what chain of musculature and fascia would be preventing them from turning this way versus that way? And what part of their body is gonna be overextended versus like maybe over-contracted?
0: Nice. I'll have to. Yeah, go ahead. uh,
1: No, it's it's just it's it's one of those things where you just have to get so used to seeing things in people and taking notes and understanding what's working and having some kind of logic to it that no matter what, everything I do with someone, I'm always looking for stuff happening. Yeah. And and I'm having a better understanding how that stuff translates into like the overall picture of what's happening in our
0: body. Definitely. Can you incorporate any different uh you yeah, I think you mentioned a little bit earlier, different kind of unconventional training and stuff. I saw that you you also work with like not just kettlebells, but what's it the steel mace, right?
1: Yeah, steel maces, so, um steel clubs. I, I work with a lot of different things. Yeah. I checked um,
0: that, I checked out on it. You heard of On It? Yes. I yep, checked out right. their gym this past weekend and it's nice. just really cool the different training methods they or the movements they use with those unconventional nowadays but the very they've been used for a while ago those different yeah. uh um tools and different things it's it was a lot of fun that's what i enjoy like like you mentioned also with uh, with from football we would just train the the same kind of muscle groups and same exercises but now it's like it's it's more fun it's more engaging and you see and feel how it affects d- what you're doing throughout the day like like the simple details like you were saying or what how are you steering like uh, on the car because that could even kind of shift off balance like for me sometimes it made me think is I usually just drive with like my left hand and the other arm just sitting down I'm curious if that kind of has some kind of shift and uh shoulder imbalance or something so that's really i like uh thinking about those details it's really cool
1: yeah man you're and you're right i mean but the the the, the hopeful part about it is that when you have a understanding of as to what's happening the change can come very very quickly like extreme like within
0: that's, a lot of times
1: one or two sessions you know
0: that's cool um, you say that because that's like uh that's like a. That's like a anything in life, in a sense, if you got that full focus or intention on something, and know exactly what you want, or what to fix, as you would say, in like the training, like, it can go pretty quick.
1: Right, it's just a matter of having an understanding for something. Um, And so that's, I mean, that's another part, I don't expect people, you know, everyone can't learn about movement to the extent that I learned, it takes a lot of time, they have Mm -hmm. lives, they have family. But then that's where I see myself being of value to people is being able to deliver that very quickly, um, but also being someone that they can continue to come back to and I can check up on them and just make sure that their body is, for the most part, fairly balanced for as long as I'm working with them. And I know that translates well to, you know, they don't typically feel as many aches and pains or, you know, they typically and then, as well as with the exercise, we're talking about changes in blood pressure, blood sugar levels, all these things. So people see the value of it very quickly, but if they can feel the value of it quickly, uh, it's definitely, it's huge. So, um,
0: you're right though. I mean, it's, it's, it's anything in life. Yeah, I got two more questions because mm. I know you were, were on a little bit of a crunch of time. But what what would you say is the more, most important thing that you've realized had an impact on your life? I, this is a new question I'm kind of, um, trying to formulate, but something like being surrounded by like-minded people or where your living conditions, some, something like that, for an example, what did you say um, had a biggest kind of importance?
1: Oh, for sure, man, my spirituality. Um, you know, I, I grew up, uh, I grew up Christian, but it, it really wasn't I guess the church that necessarily uh, I considered the most important thing. Really, it was the like the wisdom that I found in in scripture it, that at the hardest points in my life gave me the most encouragement and hope. And I think um, without that, I would just be a very different person. That's that's where really where I pull a lot of my my faith. Really, I mean, I think faith is so so important. Hope is so so important. If you don't have those things you're not going to be very happy. and You're not going to be able to accomplish much to be honest with you. So, um, definitely, definitely the spiritual it was huge for me.
0: Awesome. Last but not least, what is the gift that you'd like to share with the world?
1: Uh, the gift I want to share with the world is, is really a gift. I, I think of myself as providing hope for people in a way. Um, it's a very, you know, it's a very, it's a very small way. It's a physical way. It's a health, a health way, but, um, I I, I get tired of seeing, you know, I see sometimes trainers can can pull hope away from people and they Mm. they criticize people and they can condemn people and tell them, you're this way because you're lazy or you're this way because you just got to grind it out. And and all these singular messages that are really going to only be accepted by by a certain kind of person who already is inclined to think that way. And we have to understand that not everyone is supposed to be super intense and, you know, have a one mindset towards everything. So I like to accommodate people, you know, I work with people that don't have a whole lot of confidence sometimes and they and they go into a gym and they get discouraged because what they see as what people considered health, what people are like maybe lifting a bunch of intense weights, grunting, yelling and doing those things and they get turned off by that and I and I get it. And I just wanna put them in a situation where they feel comfortable and they feel like they are encouraged, um, and that they have hope and that they're seeing progress so that's that's really what i want to do with
0: people awesome thank you and thanks for taking the time to speak with me again
1: absolutely man I'm, it's, it's my pleasure
0: i'll uh i'll end the um the audio yeah thanks for listening you can follow Howard Bowens at Body by Bowens. That's B-O-D-Y-B-Y-B-O-W-E-N-S on Instagram. Or you can go check out his website, the same username with .com at the end. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more. Peace!